This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Thursday afternoon, August 12th, 2021. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the WBBM Noon Business Hour presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rob Hart sitting in for Cisco Cotto. Employers and employees are examining the pros and cons of working from home. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, reports on producer and wholesale prices are out today, along with the latest tally of jobless claims. We're joined by Richard DeKazer, Chief Corporate Economist, Wells Fargo and Washington. Richard, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Let's begin with uh, some of the encouraging news when it comes to the unemployment situation. Uh, U.S. jobless claims 375,000 this week, falling for a third straight week. And the total number of people on unemployment insurance now at its lowest level since the middle of March of 2020. Put that into perspective for us. Where are we now when it comes to uh, crawling back from the uh, pandemic-induced job losses? Yeah, I'd say we're about 80% of the way there. Remember, the unemployment rate peaked over 13, almost 14% last uh, April, and has been coming down more or less steadily every month ever since. Uh, we're at 5.4% as of the month of July. Normal is somewhere closer to 4%, so we're not there yet. But we've been making a lot of progress, and when you think about where we've come over the past year, it is pretty impressive. The economy has been very odd uh, ever since uh, last summer as we've made up ground from the severe recession in the early spring. And I think that's going to continue. We've got a lot of pent-up demand. There's shortages of many goods uh, that are requiring production increases and uh, businesses are still reopening. You know, the whole service sector where uh, the shutdown was most acute uh, still hasn't fully recovered. Uh, Not all museums, movie theaters, uh, other entertainment venues Uh, are still in the process of reopening. So we've still got a way to go. Is that the uh, last mile, so to speak, the uh, consumer-facing services sector? Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, again, that was COVID is the story here. Those are the sectors that were most directly affected by the pandemic. And uh, they're still coming back. And it's also where we're seeing some of the prices. Uh, You know, you alluded to price increases being strong. That's where we're seeing prices most buoyant, uh, where there's either scarcity uh, as businesses didn't anticipate the economic rebound, uh, or where there's simply catching up from the depressed prices that occurred during the recession, and we haven't fully gotten back to normal there either. So we're very much a process of renormalizing. And when it comes to inflation, there seems to be, depending on the report, one step forward or one step back. How is this going to all sort out? Uh, when is that curve uh, going to smooth out when it comes to uh, inflation? Will it be in the next couple of months or will it extend into 2022? Uh, I think six months, so early 22 or thereabouts, should be a reasonable time frame. I think the the sectors that were d- depressed in pricing due to COVID are making a quick comeback, and that won't take very long. Uh, where it's going to take a little bit longer is in areas where scarcity has emerged. So you're thinking about lumber prices, semiconductor prices, 
These are areas where production has to catch up uh, with demand. And that'll still take a little while yet, but we're making progress. Richard DeKazer, Chief Corporate Economist, Wells Fargo in Washington. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, there are some downsides to working from home, and that includes a potential pay cut. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Working from home could eventually impact your advancement in the company and your paycheck. Let's learn more from Michelle Reisdorf, a Chicago jobs expert with Robert Half, based in Chicago. Michelle, thanks for joining us this afternoon. You know, a year ago around this time, there were a number of uh, uh, future predictions that suggested that uh, the office was dead, we're all going to work from home, and uh, it'll be nothing but uh, sweatpants and doing what you want on your own time for the rest of time. And uh, it seems like those takes are not necessarily panning out, especially as officers are saying, uh, yeah, you got to come back. And now they're doing some things to uh, 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 turn the screws on some of the employees who may want to continue working from home. Yeah, we've definitely seen a huge shift. Um, You know, we thought it would slowly go into a more hybrid environment uh, with some companies remote and some companies back in the office. But what we have found is there are a lot of companies that are going back to the office five days a week. And uh, some big firms, uh, Google, for example, saying if you still want to work from home and from some remote location far away from the big city, uh, we're going to give you a pay cut uh, commensurate with the uh, lower cost of living wherever you're at. Yeah, absolutely. Companies are definitely looking at all different ways to handle the remote request and are definitely having to relook at just benefits in general um, with those, you know, uh, a work from home being considered as a benefit. I was going to say, going forward, is that something that uh, someone can negotiate with their employer? Because uh, back in April, we saw you know, a lot of people quitting their jobs, and the option to continue working from home was one reason why uh, people decided to quit. They wanted to find a place that would allow them to continue that arrangement. Is that something that people could eventually negotiate uh, into a compensation package going forward? Absolutely. The labor market is very, very tight right now. So there's a very high demand for skilled talent. And so because of that, employees definitely have a lot more ability to negotiate those types of benefits, you know, benefits that did. Now, what does that mean, though, also for uh, you know the future of office work? I mean, it seems like we all were kind of forced to make this work via Zoom just because of the pandemic. Um, it seemed like an arrangement that was working for people, but it also... Uh, probably put a lot more value on that face-to-face interaction and you actually had uh, people, you needed them to work together in actual teams and not just Microsoft teams. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely been um, challenging bringing workforces together from a virtual environment. I think, you know, the really good companies have learned how to make that work by over-communicating and probably way too many meetings more than we all want to do. But as now as we kind of slip into hybrid or even back into the office, I think the hybrid piece is probably the trickiest because you've got some employees in the office, some employees still working from home. I know myself personally as a manager, you know, I've had to relook at how I do meetings to combine both groups of people to make everyone feel included. Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert, Robert Half, based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up next, credit card mistakes that come with a big price.
a deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Using credit cards wisely is the key to your financial situation because you'll pay a steep price for certain mistakes. Joining us now on the McGrath-Lexus business line is Bill Hardikoff, Senior Industry Analyst, CardRates.com, based in Birmingham, Alabama. Bill, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, There are three big mistakes, and the first one is uh, maxing out your credit card, which uh, even saying that sounds stressful. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it does, Rob, and thank you for having me on. Yeah, maxing out your credit cards, if you go over your credit limit, that can hurt you on two fronts. One, you might pay an over-the-limit fee that your bank will assess on you. And number two, uh, keeping your uh, your credit utilization ratio or the amount of available credit that you use under 30% is one of the most important things you can do when it comes to increasing your credit score. So if you are using your entire available credit, you are actually using 100% of your possible credit utilization. And that's uh, about 70% higher than you're supposed to. So it can have a dramatic impact on your credit score. Now, does that also include people who may uh, utilize uh, you know, most or all of their available credit, but then pay it off every month? No, if you pay it off every month, you're in great shape. But if you carry a balance, uh, say, and just pay the, the minimum amount that uh, the credit card company requires, you know, your minimum payment that's due that's listed on your statement, that's one of the poorest uh, poorest financial decisions you can make. You will never really get out of debt for years. And when it comes to your credit cards, you should always pay more than the minimum amount due. Uh, but if you just pay the if you pay off the entire balance, you'll be okay when it comes to your available credit ratio. Now, speaking of paying uh, only the uh, minimum amount, there are some credit card bills that tell you. Uh, how much extra you will pay in interest and fees if you do just pay the minimum amount. And uh, they'll tell you, well, if you just pay the minimum amount, you know, you'll pay this thing off sometime in the year 2030. Do all credit card companies do that or just uh, some? No, every credit card statement is required to have that on it. It's part of the Credit Card Act of 2008 or 2009. Uh, That that has to be that. That's called the Schumer box. It has to be on uh, your credit card statement. It's supposed to say, if you pay it off in three years, this is how much you'll pay. If you only pay the minimum amount, this is how much interest you will pay, and this is how long it will take you to pay it off. And those kind of figures will astound you. How many people, uh, in general, like on a percentage basis? Uh, do carry a balance and also just pay the minimum amount? Well, about 45% of the people carry a balance all the time. About 55% of the people pay off their credit cards each and every month, and that's fantastic. That's what, that's what we all need to be doing. Uh, we tell people all the time, the credit card is one of the best financial tools you can use. It, it keeps you know a great accounting record of where you buy. You can earn rewards. You're using the bank's money for a period of time until the bill is due. But it's also one of the worst financial tools you can use, and that is if you carry a balance from one month to the next. So if you pay off your balance on time in full, 
each and every month, a credit card is a great thing to use. If not, it's terrible. Bill Hardikoff, Senior Industry Analyst with CardRates.com, based in Birmingham. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead in Technology Thursday, the pandemic leads to a surge in the popularity of 3D printing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Chicago health leaders say Lollapalooza was not a super spreader event. COVID booster shots are being recommended for people with certain medical conditions. Technology Thursday, as the world has become more decentralized during the pandemic, the use of 3D printing has skyrocketed. Ford is forced to delay delivery of two popular vehicles, one due to the computer chip shortage and the other because of a manufacturing problem. Business, the markets are mixed. The Dow is down 48 points. The Nasdaq is up 12. The S&P 500 is up 5. AccuWeather says... Uh, high today in the around 90. Hot and humid. It'll feel like 95. A mixture of sun and clouds giving way to a couple of strong thunderstorms late this afternoon into this evening and a low of 71. Right now we have 83 degrees in Chicago under partly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour. 203 cases of COVID-19 being connected to Lollapalooza. Chicago Public Health Director Dr. Allison Arwady says that number is about what she expected. I had told my team before Lollapalooza that we were expecting to see in the vicinity of 200 cases just based on what we knew about our case rates um, and the fact that people tend to assume that their COVID exposure is at a large event like Lollapalooza um, even if they've had a lot of other exposures and we have in fact seen this total of 203 cases um, identified with attendance at Lala and symptom onset on or after attendance. 138 are Illinois residents from outside of Chicago 58 live in the city and 
seven are from out of state. The U.S. is averaging more than 113,000 new infections a day, four times more than a month ago. The Food and Drug Administration is expected to authorize a booster shot for immune-compromised persons. This is CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. These are people who are actively undergoing chemotherapy for cancer, people who are getting an immune-suppressive drug for uh, autoimmune diseases, people with a weakened immune system. The data have shown that a third shot in these individuals raises the level of immunity and is more protective against COVID-19. Government doctors are also recommending that pregnant women get the vaccine as soon as possible. The noon business hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park, and markets are mixed this afternoon. We're joined once again by Gary Kultbaum, president of Kultbaum Capital Management and a Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. Gary, thanks for joining us once again today. Uh, Markets are basically flat. Uh, The Dow down just a little bit. The NASDAQ stack at S&B 500 up just a little bit. Um, We talked a little bit earlier about inflation and uh, the uh, different reports telling you a different story. And then uh, unemployment, though, is uh, reaching uh, uh, March 2020 levels. And there's still uh, one analyst said about 80 percent of the way uh, to where we were uh, before the pandemic. Um, Even with all of those issues uh, circling around the economy, does it still have room to run? Uh, I I believe so. Um, With all this going on with the economy improving because of the opening up, unemployment coming down, uh, the central bank here is printing $125 billion a month and buying up assets. He has the same person at the European Central Bank doing the same. These are unimaginable amounts of money being flowed into markets, and that has souped things up. So I think there's more to go. I think there will be a comeuppance in the months ahead because you just can't continue this. Uh, But that's a lot of what's going on right now. Valuations are very high in the trees. We've had some bubbles pop already. So uh, I'm cautious in the next few months. Right now, I think there's more to go. And uh, we're we're able to do this despite the fact that a lot of uh, consumer-facing entities are uh, still struggling somewhat uh, when you talk about uh, theaters or restaurants or uh, uh, places that are um, reliant on a lot of people getting together. There might be some hesitancy now because of the Delta variant. Eventually, that curve will start to go down. More people will get the vaccine and people will start feeling comfortable going out and traveling in, in huge numbers once again. It looks like the business travel market may definitely return. And what's that going to look like? Better. Look, I'm in Florida. Uh, Cruise lines, it's a $60 billion industry. We account for 60% of all embarkations, and they've hardly uh, gone out uh, into the water yet. So uh, there's definitely some pockets in there that have room to grow. You mentioned one, the business travel is still down on its back, uh, but I expect that to get better over time. But that is virus-related. It's a moving target. Nobody even knew the word Delta Uh, Two, three months ago, the only thing we knew about Delta is they fly airplanes. Uh, So as long as things get better along those lines, business will open up more and more. 
and uh, we'll get more normalized, and that certainly doesn't hurt. Right. There was a time when uh, you heard Delta, you just assumed they were ready when you are, and, and now, it's, exactly. uh, now it's a variant. Um, and then there's this other idea that uh, offices are being very stringent about bringing people back. Work from home is, may not be an option uh, for that much longer, and there's definitely a carrot-and-stick approach for those who uh, are reluctant to return to the office, and that's probably very good news for uh, downtowns from uh, Los Angeles to Boston. Yeah, and there's been some putting off of that in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I noticed, especially in New York, uh, they're moving from September into uh, November because of the Delta. But yeah, leave, leave no doubt, in the cities, more and more people get back to work. That is more and more business for all the businesses inside the city. And I can tell you, for somebody who has two sons working in New York City, uh, they need a lot of help there, uh, small businesses. Uh, it can't come soon enough, so you are correct. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Gary Kalpbaum, president of Kalpbaum Capital Management and a Fox News business contributor based in Orlando, Florida. Find him online at GaryK.com. Up next in Technology Thursday, examining the growth of 3D printing during the COVID crisis. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday. 3D printing, already seeing a rapid rise, has seen even more growth during the pandemic. Joining us now in the McGrath Lexus business line is Chris Martinez, CEO of 3DPX, based in Chicago. Chris, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, the pandemic forced all of us to adopt two new technologies, uh, ex- accelerating their schedule possibly about five years or so. Um, and, and one of the biggest uh, Arenas that everybody seemed to have uh, been was pushed into was uh, streaming entertainment, more or less, because of a lack of things to do. But on the industrial side, 3D printing was another uh, practice that seemed to have uh, gained mass uh, adoption just because circumstances uh, forced it to do so. Um, did the pandemic uh, accelerate the uh, adoption of 3D printing technology by several years? Sure. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Good to. Good to be on the show, and, and you couldn't be more correct. I think uh, COVID really accelerated one of the, the movements that's happening in, in manufacturing in general as a result of 3D printing, and that's this decentralized manufacturing, where traditional manufacturing was these long supply chains shipping products and parts overseas from China, Taiwan, Japan. And with that process, you're pretty much either in one of two phases. You know, prototyping and developing products that was always using 3D printing and CNC machines and laser cutters, or you were in full-scale production where you switched over to injection molding done in in these other countries, and and that's just no longer the case. Uh, Let's say that you're a medical device, uh, you know, product development company, and in your first year you want want to produce I don't know five to ten thousand units you're going to do that using 3D printing here with the local manufacturer. You don't want the risk of any disruption in your supply chain. And you might use, uh, you know, laser sintering technology with a, with a nylon material. And then even in year two, let's say you make 20,000 units, you're still going to do that using 3D printing. And so, you know, for us with our medical division, we've seen a lot of this decentralized local sourcing of of products. And the thing that's most interesting is the pricing is competitive. And this has been a huge shift accelerated by COVID, especially when people are very concerned about their their shipping and their timelines and the product delivery. They want to make sure that they can get it within, you know, 
20 or 100 miles of where they're actually doing business. And 3D printing gives them the opportunity to do so. So it's been, it's been a wild shift, accelerated, like you mentioned, five, 10 years just through, just through this global pandemic. And it's not just COVID that causes disruptions in the just-in-time delivery supply chain. I mean, anybody uh, who spent the, 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 that week in spring watching the uh, Earth Mover dig out uh, the ever-given container ship in the, uh, yeah. in, in the Suez Canal knows that uh, you can find disruptions pretty much anywhere. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and from, you know, just an inventory, like you mentioned, standpoint, businesses are not wanting to hold all this inventory. And so instead, they rather have a digital inventory where they can just purchase products on demand. And now that the price point makes sense, they can modify those designs, change their products in real time versus we have to buy a million units and stick with it. And that just is what it is. That's not the case anymore. So it's, it's really been an accelerator to give design freedom, product development freedom, uh, supply chain freedom. And it's, it's something that's going to continue uh, even post-pandemic. And then very quickly, this sounds like something that could upend the global economic order as it has existed since like the late 90s or so in terms of where products come from and how they get to the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. I, I cer- certainly hope that it does. And I think that uh, we're seeing it firsthand where anyone who wants to design a, a product, whether you're a company or individual, you're able to have so much more freedom and uh, ability to do so with, with 3D printing as it exists today. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Chris Martinez, the CEO of 3DPX based in Chicago, joins us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday and still to come how manufacturing issues are hurting Ford. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Ford is delaying deliveries of some Bronco SUVs and Mustang electric crossovers. Let's get the latest now from Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive correspondent based in storm-tossed Detroit, Michigan. Jeff, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, this has got to be yet another headache for uh, an auto auto company that has endured a number of them so far this year. Yeah, imagine having your two hottest products, many of them made, sitting on lots at the plants because you can't get them out. And that's what's happened to Ford, Mustang, Mach-E. Their problem is the basic one. Everybody's having computer chips. The Bronco, the big issue is the roof. For some reason, the supplier who makes that roof just can't get it right. What has uh, been, what has demand been like uh, for the Ford Bronco since it uh, brought that nameplate back? The demand has been very high. Ford has had a lot of pre-orders for that vehicle. And uh, they haven't been able to catch up with that demand. At, at first, even before the chip shortage, they were having trouble getting this really cool interactive roof that they have to, to work with a vehicle. Now they've got a number of the Broncos shipped, and they're going to have to replace the roof for, for some of those customers. So the demand is great. The vehicle, I've driven it. It works great on all sorts of terrain. Only problem is the roof. Now, what uh, for those who have uh, ordered uh, Broncos or this uh, Mustang Mach-E, uh, what will this delay look like for them? Uh, well, for the Mustang Mach-E, Ford has sent out a notice to those owners saying it's going to be at least six weeks. And that's, of course, six weeks on top of what they've been waiting already. The Bronco is a little bit more vague. Uh, some people may get their orders for this year. Others may be bumped into next year and actually get at next year's model, but Ford has already told them that there won't be any kind of price increase 
they'll honor the price they worked out for the original 21 model. And then as far as uh, the automotive industry is concerned writ large, is there any light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to this uh, chip shortage? You know, every time it seems there's a light at the end of the tunnel, something else happens. So I think, at least talking to analysts, that it's bottomed out, that it's not necessarily going to get worse from here, but it could be well into next year before it gets substantially better. And does this mean that the uh, used car market is going to be uh, hotter than it's ever been? It, it certainly is right now. Some of the good news is in the latest uh, latest consumer price index, it looks like those high prices of used cars have leveled off a bit. But they're not likely to go down until we have some pretty good inventories of new cars. And as mentioned, that probably won't be till next year. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News Automotive Correspondent based in Detroit. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.